Hello and welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined today by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Ash Polson, along with our special guest, Kadikaris. Welcome, good sir. Glad we could have you on the show. You said it correctly, thank you. Well, I watch your videos. I've watched you for a long time, actually. Thank, well, that is really kind of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it, it's very flattering to hear when people say they've been watching you for ages, and yet they still do. Because that says to me, A, I'm doing something right, and B, if you stuck around with how shit I was even like three years ago, <laughs> it's like then that must mean I'm doing something else right as well. So I'm, I'm very, very humbled by that. Thank you. I forget the exact era I started watching. Um... It must have been three, four years ago, but then I like I binged up to a certain point of your videos, and it's like there, there was a certain point. Like eh, he's gotten, he, I'm getting into his early stuff that the quality isn't quite there. As oh, much it's as it not. Was. That, no, it's not. It's really and I, not. And then I was like going through and like, okay, now, still watch your current stuff. And man, uh, good on you for handling those what ninety minute videos. That that has to take ages to edit. Yeah, I've gone from. <laughs> Well, I mean, I started off like back in 2011, 2012. I was ma- I was doing a video every two weeks, and then it became a video a week, and then it became two videos a week, then it became three videos a week, mm. and then up until about 2017, I was doing three videos a week, and then it eventually murdered me. And I'm sure you guys <laughs> know I don't need to go into a massive discussion about YouTube algorithms. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, three videos a week, you pansy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's actually not very good in terms of YouTubing. But then that's when I discovered that, like, well, I, I've learned a lot. Let's just say, long story short, I learned a lot about the algorithm. Uh, mm. Like, a lot about the algorithm in the last year and a half, two years. And I've now been able to go from uploading three fucking videos a week to one video a month. And I'm now making back ten times what I ever have done in wow. my entire wow. YouTube career. Nice. It is, a, it is such a weird... I'm going to say it's a game. It is a game. Yeah. And, and I've, I'm so happy that I've now found my little spot because that's with, mm. with YouTube, that's what you got to do. It's not about how often or how many people upload. Like, it's not about any of that shit. It's about you finding your special place on YouTube. And once you've found it, mm-hmm. you're set. Um, and that's it's taken me fucking nearly 10 years, but I finally got it. And I'm happy about that. But then that also means if anyone says, oh, where, what, what YouTube videos of yours should I watch? You've got like 600 videos. Just watch anything from like 2020 onwards. I'm happy with <laughs> like I'm 100 percent happy with 2020 onwards. Anything before that is all over the place. Not because I didn't try <laughs> or because I wasn't passionate, but because YouTube back even in 2019 for me was a dark time. And I was trying to make i was trying well i mean you can you can relate derek got a fucking family to feed you know and it's like so Mm. yeah it it becomes it gets to a point where it becomes too stressful you know and so Mm. oh yeah i think you can you can and i think you can tell that it it, how i how i kind of describe it is that like you like i put my heart and soul into every video i've ever made since 2012 but you can tell what the extra time does to the vid the, like the video making process like if you look at my videos from 2019 before that's what i can do it in a week mm. and all you can do in that like and all you can do in that time right so it's like i put everything into those videos but you can only do so much like so much in a week but then when you have an entire fucking month to do it you can make them as long as you want you can make them look as nice and crisp and clean as you want you can make them sound as good because you have the time you have the time to fuck around with all the little like 
um, tweaks and you can you can afford to be a perfectionist because you have more time. So, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm rambling anyway. So this you should you should have known about this about me before inviting me on. I ramble. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, no you're, worries. You're in good well, company. Despite any misgivings you may have about your work prior to 2020, I know that when Derek says he's a huge fan, he means it because this guy is the most supportive supportive of, of other YouTubers YouTuber I think I've ever met. I'll never forget that the first time he stayed over night at my old place for E3, I'm like, hey man, you want, you want to play Smash and Mario Kart? What you want to do? He's like. No, just let's just watch YouTube. You know, I got all these YouTubers we can watch. I want like, to watch British man. But you, you spend all day on YouTube. You work on YouTube. He's like, no, you know, just I'm gonna just watch YouTube. And I'm like, man, that is. I ju- I try to watch as much as I can, yeah. but it, there's, there's so many people out there. I just can't even find time. But I, there's a few I always try to make that happen yeah. with. Um, I'm better about that now. You, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm similar. I'm similar. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I, Ash, you you would like uh, his Mega Man uh, classic marathon because by oh, the I'm end sure he's about di- ready to die <laughs> because of just doing nice. it all in a row yeah so okay so that's, um, the di- yeah. th- that's the difference right so like that's actually a good that's actually a good point of reference so that video was done i want to say 2018 it was 2018 or 2019 but like that would have been that would have been about an hour and a half i think each each part of the videos were about 40 minutes each so it would have been about 90 minutes if it was one video but mm. i had to split it up into two because I had to get one part out one week and then the next part out the next week. And it's like, well, first of all, YouTube hates that, depending on the kind of channel that you are. Oh, I'm, yeah. The kind of channel that I am, they hated me doing that. But, like, for other people it works, but for me it doesn't. But, like, yeah, that's that just goes to show you. So not only is that a good indication of what I can do with more time, but, like, so that's a massive video, but I had, to, I had no choice but to split it into two halves because a week is just not enough for 40 minutes, you know? It's, yeah. it's interesting. It's right. interesting to see, yeah. You can see... You can see what i'm do what i'm doing in my older videos but i think 2020 onwards is what i've been trying to do comfortably for ages but youtube just never gave me the chance to do it you know yeah gotcha. yeah i, I gotcha. hopefully the algorithm enjoys tnt because <laughs> we've don't, been doing mm-hmm. it a lot so i know they like longer videos now and tnt certainly fits that uh <laughs> that description so. <laughs> on that note we should probably start getting to the news since it's oh yeah news an hour now oh, yeah, today's <laughs> news tonight yes it's a news right. show. Yeah. whoops it's not just an interview show okay before we actually get started on the news though we do have to do a special sound yes. shout out to our sponsor for this video sorry it took so long to get to this <laughs> raid uh, shadow legends no <laughs> actually no it's a uh a wonderful patron sponsor, The Game Orb. And this episode is brought to you by The Game Orb, uh, who is a fledgling channel focused mostly on Nintendo content. It's currently running Let's Plays of Unboxed Newbies Adventure, Splatoon 2, Super Mario 35, and more. So be sure to subscribe to The Game Orb at the link in the description. And let's get to 100 subscribers and show them that we can show that we have the GVJ, GV Gang support. Like, really... Let's highlight a small YouTuber. They're being very generous right now. Check them out. Get them a bunch of subscriptions. That'd be awesome. It really would. Check out their content. I will have uh, a look. Content. Thank you, Game yep. Thank you. Thank, thank you for sponsoring these guys and make, giving me a chance to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's good stuff. But oh, yeah. let's yeah, go ahead and so move much. on. If you're watching oh, good, live, there's a link to the Game Orb in the chat right now for you to check out. So please, please hop over there. You know, maybe don't close the show, but hop over there and drop them a sub. They'll <laughs> hop definitely over, appreciate click it. that sub button, come back, watch some videos. All good yeah. stuff. And the Game Orb says thank you. No, Game Orb, thank, thank you, you for sponsoring yeah. this episode. That's incredibly Extremely generous. You, so it is the least we can do. Thank you a million times. Yeah. 
Get, let's get him. Let's you know what? Let's be super special and see if we can get to two hundred subs. But yeah. uh, either way, thank you so much. And let's move on to the news topics and bring up our first topic of the day. So Yoshinori Kitase had an interview where he very vaguely commented on the uh, expectations of Final Fantasy Remake Two. Uh, him and the co-director Hamaguchi. Uh, spoke about it, and basically said that they want to deliver something that lives up to everyone's expectations, but also throw them off in a good way, which is about as vague as you can get, but it's nice to see (laughs) them talk about it, I guess, that it's still a thing, because I want part two ASAP. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this sounds to me like they're doing exactly what I want already, because what they just said... That describes part one in a nutshell to me. It it lived up to my well, it, it exceeded my expectations, but it also threw me off in a very good way. And whatever you guys did with Seven Remake Part One, just keep doing it with Part Two because uh, I just can't wait for this game. There's nothing else I, I'm more excited about than FF Seven Remake Part Two on the gaming front. Just there, oh there, man, just isn't. I I could not agree more, Ash. Everything you said, like especially the part that you know what he said sums up Part One in a nutshell. I agree. It, yeah. It, it takes something that absolutely uh, met my expectations for what a top-tier remake would be and then subverted them in the narrative sense. And and I, I like what they did, because at least I have no clue what's going to happen next. Now we're just, you know, in crazy town. I have no clue where, <laughs> where remake story is going to go, and I'm here for it. I absolutely love this idea. So if they're going to do more of the same with part two, sign me up, man. I just please release it in the next two years, please. <laughs> That's be nice. all I really ask. That would be nice. I'm thinking what? May, may, maybe by spring 2023? That's that's kind of where I'm at because I feel like before yeah. that happens, we're getting a, a remaster of sorts, you know, of the existing Chapter 1. They're going to release right. a PS5 version because there's no way they're going to... I mean, they have to move uh, this fan base over to the current generation of consoles. So, I don't know if they right. re I don't know if they remaster it because on PS4 Pro um remake part 1 ran nearly at 60 fps as it was so well, that's true. and it looked amazing so if anything it will be patches to make it run a little bit nicer on PS5 hopefully I don't think they'd go through the effort and the time and ever but then maybe they know. would no they I, would yeah I mean Dark Souls 2 this, did that oh, I don't this know is square. I, mean, I don't know we, I mean, we'll have a square. story later yeah. where there is a patch to help PS4 games sort of take advantage of PS5 so they could just do that uh, method um, but, you know, with, with PS5, you also got, you know, 4K, possibly. There's no HDR in the current version of 7 Remake, so they get at mm-hmm. that. I feel like there's, the, plus, you know, there's that whole thing that came out of a couple of months back, or like a month back, about how they had to cut a Tifa-focused scenario from the final game. And that seems like the kind of thing they could oh, I'm down. I, and put back oh, into the game as kind of I like see. an Ultimate Edition type thing. I feel like there's there there are directions they could take with a... An ultimate edition of Seven De- Remake Part One for PS5 depends on what the staff is doing. Like how much of the staff is like all hands on deck for Part Two, or right. let's leave a few people behind to help get it up to snuff for PS5. Yeah. That's, again, and there's also with- oh yeah, FF16 as well that they have to worry about. So right, and that's all they have been doing. You know, during during COVID. So yeah, yeah. Um, I know uh, you streamed uh, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Uh, early last year caddy yes um, i did 
And that was your first time playing Final Fantasy VII at all. Like, what did you end up thinking? Because oh, wow. I missed that. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say when you guys were talking about, like, what you're expecting and how excited you are for part two. Like, I've got a very, very, very unique perspective here, which is that I grew up with the PlayStation. It's my favorite console ever, my f- the first PlayStation. And yet I haven't played FF7, FF8, FF9. I haven't p- wow. played any PS1 Final Fantasies. And I, the main reason for that is because I'm just... I, 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 for the longest time, I wasn't... I'm getting more into it, but I was never a turn-based RPG guy. I just... Mm. It was like, oh, yeah, like, I like chess, but I don't want to play chess while trying to experience a story, you know? Mm. Um, and I, and like, I, I'm just not very good at that kind of shit, but I'm getting, I'm getting more into it. I can see the appeal now as I'm getting older and I'm like, oh, just slow down, everybody. Let me fucking think about what I want to do before I attack you. <laughs> yeah, can, hey, boss level, can you just stop? Thank you. I need to go through, I need to scroll through menus. Thanks. Yeah, so I understand that. But like, um, yeah, playing through, the, do you know, the, the, the first thing that stood out to me, I I understand like I know the whole Cloud v Sephiroth thing. I know that. I've played Kingdom Hearts multiple times. No, who who fucking doesn't know one winged angel? You know, everybody knows Sephiroth and Cloud and all that shit, right? Mm. I was shocked when um when the remake was coming out, all the trailers for the game and everything, it was mostly just Sephiroth like Oh yeah, he's the big bad. He's gonna be. He's like, and and obviously, as someone who's just a kind of loose outside observer fan of Final Fantasy, I was like, oh wow. So th- this must mean that Sephiroth is the main bad guy of Seven Remake Part One, and he kind of isn't. Um, he pops in nope. once at the beginning in a f- flaming village, and then there's nothing until like the final boss. And what I found interesting was that I think the remake especially with the promotional material they were very 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 hammering in on the nostalgic crowd i think because to me i was i was expecting a massive like conflict between cloud and sephiroth that was going to go through the entirety of part one and part two i don't know the final fantasy 7 story so that's what i was expecting based on the promotional material and what i know from third party references and all the other shit that has got popular from final fantasy 7 since then and it doesn't happen because that's not how the original story works so i find it interesting how they they've tried to appeal to as big of a fan of the original as possible and yet completely change how it's being told to the point where the original fans probably don't like it as much that's what i find interesting (laughs) It seems divisive, but I know personally I enjoy it because mm-hmm. there's, without spoiling things since you've never played Final Fantasy VII, the way seven, the Seven Remake ends, it leaves it wide open so a mm. lot of different things could actually end up happening. Yeah, we don't oh, know no, how I, that story's going to go. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's yeah. a meta thing, isn't it? They've kind of mm. they they kind <clears> of they were they were retelling the story. Like it's kind of a meta commentary on remakes in general. They were retelling the story, right. but now they've got to a point and they're at a crossroads, and they're like, "Oh, should we be going this way or should we do this instead?" Like, because I was like, "That's yeah. the thing." Like, I know I knew that this was going to be split into two parts, but like, I know about Aerith and everything. I know all of this. I know all of this, and like. I was just I I wasn't lost I was following it but I was confused as to why everything was in the marketing specifically was so built up around the cultural cloud Sephiroth fucking all that shit and yet none of that seemed to be in the game and I get that might be the point maybe it's doing mm. an MGS2 thing I don't know but it was it was a little bit baffling for someone who's never played FF7 before but then that's I I'm still hyped for the second part because that's got me into mm. it like 
that how that game plays is wonderful. I love it. Oh man! Well, just, at, oh, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say I think the marketing for Final Fantasy VII Remake was remarkably effective. I mean, it's hard to remember, but in '97, or or was it '97 or '98? Either uh, way, I think when, it was '97. When FF7 was a going yeah, it was 97, concern, yeah. it was the most mainstream a game had been. I mean, it was... It, there are people now that have grown up, gotten married, got jobs, you know, got old like me, <laughs> and and stopped <laughs> playing games that still played and loved Final Fantasy VII. Maybe so the most me, mainstream it, JRPG. Yeah. I'd say... Yeah. Ma- like, it's true, yeah, it's true. I, I should say the, that. Yeah, like, even on the PS1, I think maybe MGS was more mainstream. I think. Yeah, that's fair. That That's mm. a fair hit. I, I would say, though, that it, it still captured the imagination of a lot of people mm. who no longer play games at all. Yeah. A lot of people who grew, grew away from video games and might see Cloud and Sephiroth and just think, oh, man, I remember that game. I would love to play that again. What do you mean it's yeah. in 4K? I'm going to go, you know cash out my retirement savings and buy a ps4 pro and and uh yeah. and all it that probably worked um and but that but then like but that, that that's the problem isn't it because fs7 remake doesn't tell the story like that at all i was expecting oh, right. going into it the epic cloud v sephiroth thing because that's all i know about final fantasy 7 that's all i know and it's like it happens at the very end but that's it like mm-hmm. hmm, interesting it it's intrigued me it's intrigued me and obviously you've got like Tetsuya Nomura behind it, so I know it's going to get batshit Kingdom Hearts insane. And I'm I mean, I mean, it already kind of has. It, it <laughs> already has. Especially yeah, compared to oh, the it's original. Get worse. I mean, yeah. come on, oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts two, Kingdom Hearts three. It's going to get worse or better. Worse I, or better. Well, for me, better. The worse it gets, the better it gets. Yeah, I mean, I'm better it gets. Kingdom Hearts fan. I'm I'm kind of down with this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, so am I. I do have to point out. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Doodle in the chat, who is a new patron, by the way, welcome, is uh, is totally right. This game has, yeah. like, 1,000% more Sephiroth than the original Final Fantasy VII. So, I mean, I guess they're yeah. kind of okay in that regard. Because, yeah, you don't mm-hmm. see Sephiroth at all during the part that FF7 Remake covers oh, in yeah, the original absolutely. game. I heard it's, like, the first right. two hours of the fucking original game or something. <laughs> two to four like, hours, yeah. Yeah, so, like, but then but then, the, what I found interesting was the marketing really pushing the, the, the rivalry thing, which doesn't happen. Mm. That's what I yeah. found interesting. True. Because that's, that's all I know. Most... That's all I know. Yeah. I think that's one of the most divisive aspects of 7 Remake versus the original 7 is just how much more it puts Sephiroth front and center to the point where it could be argued that it, that it overuses him and, and it makes him less cool than he otherwise would have been or was in the original version because he was such a mysterious, overpowering presence who was always just just out of frame, but he, mm. but his presence was felt in everything the party did. And, you know, and, and especially there's that one moment in the original where you, uh, you uh, walk up on the Midgar Zalem the giant snake and you see the sephiroth impale this giant snake there's mm. blood everywhere and and so all you know of this guy so far up to that what it's like 15 hours into the game 10 hours i guess not to say no you're not more like eight to ten um that you know there's this guy who could do what he just did that you're seeing to this giant snake but you haven't really even talked to him yet and uh, you know then you go to remake and he's as you guys have been saying everywhere in the midgar portion where he wasn't in the midgar portion at all except off scene and hmm. so I, I do think there are that that's one of the more divisive aspects of of, of the two, but I, I'm fine with it. I yeah, it. it's playing toward the audience who's familiar with this, and that's why yeah. it's fascinating to me right. with Caddy not having any experience with it, whether it's still 
clicks for him in the right way because he yeah. has no idea this thing, the, the things he's referencing that, that's no. get, re- get referenced. Yeah, in this, you know, uh, I don't. Game. I mean, I, yeah. God, I remember. I, maybe it was the ending of FF Seven Remake. I, I, I think it was the ending, but there was a, there was a. It's hazy. There was an explosion or something, and then there was like a dog thing with like big eyes and a big nose, and it was like this weird like Japanese mascot thing. Oh, that just popped in out of nowhere, and I oh, had yeah. no what You're talking about the scene after the plate falls that a random cat shows yes, up. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Like I oh, that what? is not explain. I know who that is. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we. Know. Yeah, that is. And the, you yeah, don't. but the thing is, like, you guys know, so you you're all like, kind of like, ah, yeah, like you got you got it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But then I'm sitting there going, this was really serious and like environmentally messaging and like, oh, we've got grounded <laughs> characters and shit. By the way, here's a cat like that can talk and that can stand up. Like, it was just so weird. Like, yeah. if you know it, great. But if you, if, but then that's what Kingdom Hearts does. It just references shit for the sake of referencing it without thinking. <laughs> about why it's referencing it so. it's one of those things like when you get to the get to that character later on in the story and you come back to this like oh that was what was up with the cat okay i get it right <laughs> in that You'd moment kind of in that moment it killed it for me because i was like i was i was actually kind of i was into how the like the how grounded it was and then like it just and then i realized oh wait it's gonna be possibly taking jabs and possibly having fun with it which is also fine but mm, i just didn't right. have a clue what the hell was going on and then like at the end there's like a guy with like cloud's face and he's got black hair and i swear to god he was in like crisis core on the front cover yeah. and i have oh, no yeah. clue who that's that crazy yeah. Ah, so now, like, I'm now I'm stuck at a kind of crossroads. Do I play the original now just to see, and or do I like wait until part two and see fresh reaction? I think you should like, play the original. I, I I don't know. I I, I no. say it, no. It is unique to have that fresh view. It I'm is. With, I, just, I'm with I just think there's so. Yeah, I, I I guess I can see both approaches. I I do think there is there is the uh, value in how unique. That fresh-faced, I haven't played FF7 view is, you know, I, yeah, I, I think there's value in that. At the same time, mm-hmm. I can I can point to so many moments that I've gotten a little extra enjoyment or oomph out of something because I know what it's referencing, or at least I know how yeah. it diverges from how the original game handled that element. And so I don't think there's any any wrong answer here. I, I, I really no. think it just depends on It, it really on does come down to personal choices. Mm. I yeah. mean, like, I I, I'm willing to. to. I'm willing to get past my. I don't hate turn-based games at all. I mean, Pokemon. I play nearly every generation. Nearly every generation that comes out. So it's like I haven't got a thing against turn-based. It's just it's one of my. Le- it's a, one of the bottom of the piles for me in terms of genres that I will jump to. So it's like, yeah, um, you have to have a hook, and I think Pokemon has a very, very addictive, simple cute hook I, and mm. i just i just love mm-hmm. how they're i love how they're structured i love how they're presented but final fantasy for the longest time has always looked very kind of not standoffish but just kind of unappealing in a kind a kind of it looks very gritty and looks very kind of grimy and like metallic mm-hmm. and it's like i just didn't think all those years ago when i saw it making the rounds oh ff7 best game ever made i just kept seeing screenshots and videos and thinking i don't know if i'd be interested and i did give it a go years ago i got about three hours in and i was like uh, i'm not feeling it but now mm-hmm. that i i have a better understanding of the characters and what they're trying to do and everything then yeah, I'll give it. I'm happy to give it another go. But yeah, like like we were saying earlier, 
if FF7 Remake only retells like the first two to four hours of the original game, for me, three hours wasn't that far at all because I'm just, that's right. how good I am at turn-based games. I'm just not very good. <laughs> so, yeah, like, there's a... I would say it's closer to the first, like, five to seven hours. I don't think too... I mean, like, especially first time because fr- seven was my timer. first RPG and it took, yeah. I definitely took longer understanding mm-hmm. what the heck I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Plus, but, the other thing, Caddy, is that as, as some people have pointed out in the chat here, is this: there's never been a better time to go back and play the original FS7 mm. because the modern ports like Switch, PS4, Xbox One, uh, Series X, they all have like quality of life features. Like you can you can uh, speed up the gameplay to triple speed. You can turn off random encounters whenever you want. You can God mode your way through if you want. So if you're really mm. not into the turn-based aspect or the grindy aspect of, of old school JRPGs. That makes sense. And so okay. you can just turn on triple speed and blast yeah. your way through the story if you I want. picked it up on Steam recently, so I don't know if that's yeah, like that counts. The, Yeah, I, I don't know if that's like the remastered yeah. version on Switch and everything. I don't know if that's the same I think version, it's the but... same. I'm think... pretty sure. Yeah. I think it's the same. I think the Steam has those uh, quality of life features as well. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Evernight Studio says, yeah, that's all the same version. Oh, okay, okay cool. cool. Also, Stephen Turquoise, um, my favorite Pokemon is, I think that, I mean, I've got a ton. I've got a ton of favorites, um, um, particularly Gen 1, because I'm just a nostalgic whore. But, like, I think my (laughs) overall favorite is Rowlet. I love Rowlet so much. Oh, that's a good one. Nice. I love Rowlet, and I love his evolutions, and Decidueye's badass. Um, um, Yeah, Rowlet's Rowlet's my my guy. Like, every every single time I'm asked that question, I always, like, Rowlet's always the first one that comes to my mind. But then I have a load of second places that always swap, you know? It's the same with everybody. Same with everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Here we go. And, uh,. Who's up for some GoldenEye? Because the cancelled Xbox remastered uh, actually leaked in its entirety. The whole thing's out there, and a two-hour video showed it off uh, as a a long play. And I've not had a chance to check it out myself, but um, it was just... Apparently, people are really impressed by it. Um, GoldenEye... Actually, uh, the composer, Grant Kirkhope, was actually talking to VGC, who reported on this, uh, said it was canceled due to the sheer number of parties who needed to be convinced. Uh, he said the main reason it didn't happen was because there were too many stakeholders. Uh, Microsoft, Nintendo, uh, EON, the owners of the Bond license, could never agree on terms. And that's before you start considering getting all the original movie actors to agree to their likenesses used again. It would have cost a lot of money to get it done. And because of that, the project uh, probably wouldn't have been financially viable. Um, so, yeah, it was yeah. just, uh, you know. Well, that answers my, yeah, that answers my question why it was cancelled, because I am i haven't played it, but I've I've heard it's apparently one of the best FPSs ever made. I haven't played it, I mean, but like, <laughs> I like, yeah, like, I was thinking, how on earth could that not be a safe bet for an investor? But now that makes more sense. Yeah, okay, I, I see, I see. You're just getting all these people to agree on things and watching it. It's definitely original Xbox, but people would have gone nuts for this back in the day. Hmm. It sounds oh, like yeah, it. I mean, I, I'm going nuts for it today. I, I sat, as soon as I heard this was leaked, I'm like, oh my god, I have to sit down and just at least watch a few stages, and I want to go back and watch the entire thing, because, like, you know, many people around, you know, my and all of our ages, really, uh, I grew up with the N64 and played a ton of GoldenEye growing up, and uh, it's just wild to see these new character models for for all these old GoldenEye characters. It's great. 
And there's there's a really fun uh, little Easter egg. I'm sure that never would have made it into the actual release. But it's like, oh, do you expect me to repl- uh, to replace the Nintendo logo here? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Like, it, there's a lot of really fun little stuff in there in, in this uh, Xbox build. And uh, the, the new character models look great. They they look really cool. So what was the Wii version about then? I thought that was a remake. It kind of was, was but it was more like a reimagining. Da- yeah, it used Daniel yeah. Craig's likeness rather than Pierce Brosnan's. It, um... Oh yes, Daniel I, Craig's Goldeneye. I remember that movie. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think mean, it just yeah. worked around a lot of people. It was like, like ah, we'll just cut them out so we can make this happen and kind of get and it. And I think it was it was fine for what it was. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, it was a fun version of Goldeneye. Do you think maybe it's like, like the same engine if? or something? Like maybe it's like the same game at its base, perhaps. I don't. It, they they changed quite a bit about it. I don't feel okay. like it's the same engine personally. Mm. But I mean, I'm also not a programmer, so I maybe it is. Also interesting sure. how they remade um, Conquer as well on Xbox. So yeah, they must have right. been going. I, they must have been doing a um, rare revival kind of thing. Yeah, the, the, the one before, well, yeah, Banjo before Tui. the yeah before well, the rare revival actually happened um, on Xbox the, One. Yeah. The one thing I want to point out is that I'm 90 percent sure this was Xbox 360, not OG Xbox, because it was Xbox oh, really? Live Arcade, which didn't come around until second. Oh, oh, right. oh, it's 360. Oh, wow. Okay. I so, was yeah. I, I I thought it was okay. It's done in the same sort of vein as uh, Banjo Kazooie. Not uh, I thought it was just like ah, oh, we'll port it to the Xbox. And they you go yeah yeah so it's, it's, i my, mean it, it's my fault it's it's a low effort port i i mean it looks good but i mean it's, it's cleaned it's, up it's, in the same way as banjo yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's just to get the n64 code you know touched up and running on wildly different hardware mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm surprised they went this far with it though without knowing for sure that it was going to right? uh, work out so it, okay, I if wish it's still yeah, like if it like if it doesn't, I'm not seeing the video by the way. So I'm assuming that it like because I I just saw somebody in the chat. I think it was Jared, yeah, Jared Ettinger. Um, it was saying that it doesn't look the textures don't look too good for Xbox 360. I I think people forget that a lot of early Xbox 360 looks rough. Like a lot of it looks really rough because. Xbox 360 came out before PS3 and PS2 was still the dominant thing. So it was like mm. Xbox 360 was HD PS2 in its earliest days. So I'm willing to wager Microsoft buys out Rare, um, buys out Rare and then they've got fucking Xbox 360 and they want to have GoldenEye remastered slash remade out the gate with online compatibility in HD and it just didn't work out. So I reckon it was an early, early, early Xbox 360, possibly a launch title, just to get like hit the ground running. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. That would but, be a massive 360 t- uh, launch title. Just to and, have that on XBLA and right. uh, advertise that. It'd be big. To the folks uh, Dan and that, Twistle makes a really good point. Oh, go, go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say, to the folks saying that the textures don't look great, they look way better than the N64 version. Oh, yeah. Look way at the N64. This is how better. you remember it yeah. looking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Derek. This is one of those one of those remasters where it it successfully channels how you think the original version looked, but it actually looked way yeah worse. when you were a kid. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and Dan and Twistle makes a great point. It's more akin to the Perfect Dark XBLA remaster, uh, updated models, textures, frame rate, nothing major. And it, it actually is. It looks exactly like that. And that was a really nice remaster. It was basically the N64 version of Perfect Dark taken to its ultimate possible form, right? Without actually remaking the whole game. And mm-hmm. that's what it looks like we're looking at here with the Goldeneye remaster. And 
God, I, I just wish we could still get this. I know it's never going to happen, but like, I, I would p- totally yeah. buy this still, even now mm-hmm. for Xbox Xbox Series X. Whenever I get one, I would get this for twenty yeah. bucks. Sure, yeah, a second. I mean, that's the same amount of money you spent on Fight Crab. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Fight Crab was fantastic. I don't, I don't want to hear any blasphemy in this. My microphone actually did say earlier yeah. in the chat, less Final Fantasy talk, more Fight Crab talk. Oh, there we go. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's cool. It's it's nice that we have this piece of history out there now. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a yeah. massive point in its favor. And, you know, shame we'll never actually get to play it unless, of course, they leak it so you actually can play it. But um, still cool to have. But let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. All right. All right. Time for a little bit of good news, you know, something heartwarming and short to talk about because, you know, the whole GameStop situation is going on. We talked about it before uh, with the whole stock situation and just the insanity of that. And that's, you know, that's that's still going on. But one of the investors who who, uh, used they they made a lot of money off of GameStop, used that money uh, to buy switch units for charity. Just a nice little token to give to charity, have extra uh, switches to them. And um, yeah, he snatched up 10 switch units, uh, crammed them into his car and drove to a Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, to Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, to the Medical City uh, Children's Hospital. He gave all 10 switch units to the charity so that the kids at the hospital could have a bit of fun while in recovery. Um, And there you go. Just, uh, again, another example. What's that? But Wall Street are the good guys. <laughs> of course. I mean, they're the, these hedge fund ma- managers that are losing out. They're, they're the ones yeah. that are the true victims of all of this. So, uh, no, yeah. this, is, this is just a nice, simple, wholesome story. And I'm, I'm glad that some good is, is coming out of all this craziness with the Game Stonk situation. <laughs> I just like saying Game Stonk. That's just that. I just enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy the way it sounds. I enjoy the way it sounds, just the way it feels to say it. It's just, it's just fun. Wait, it's the Game Stonk rolls or off Game the Stonk? Stonk. Stonk. Game Stonk. I yeah. don't know why Stonk is a thing, but <laughs> I don't know either, it's a but mean... I like it. Thing it's I don't know. Take a, take a word and remove the second to last letter of it and change it to an N. Like exactly. Yeah, that's that's meme culture. <laughs> so am I supposed is. to? So so does that mean that all the people that bought all the GameStop stonks were just ro- right rolling out it ro- rolling out with their big fat conks out? Like is like. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Pretty, that's exactly what that means. I don't word get, for me, word. I don't understand yes. meme culture. I don't get it. It's, I don't it's understand very odd. Meme culture. <laughs> All I know is I don't like that rule because it wouldn't work for Mega Man because then you just, you just have Mega Man, and that just wouldn't really work at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so, Mega Man. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I do this in my videos all the time. Whenever you have like a character that has man at the end, you have Superman uh-huh. or Spider Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. love that. It's Although, so funny. Although Sonic does become Sonk, and that's pretty good. So. Oh, that is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That is All right. Good. Maybe it is so, okay then. Saul Spider-Man, attorney at law. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, there's not, there's not really a whole lot no, to say about this. It's just story. nice. Uh, the, I have seen people do a lot of good things with the money they made, whether get their dog surgery that they could not afford or pay yeah. for medical bills for their family. It is... Nice to have. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Brandon just said stonk, Stonky Kong. I don't stonky even know why that's Kong. so funny to me. <laughs> oh but it's my like God. Stonky Kong and I start cracking up. I apologize. That's fan sorry. art waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
At least he said really Kong is. and not Dong. <laughs> <Stonky> wow. <laughs> you meant, but you just did, so now I have to say it. Stonky Dong. There you go. Yeah. There, oh, jeez. It's, it's going to a weird place. I love how we took this very <laughs> sweet, weird fucked up place. very heartwarming story. <laughs> oh, man. And ruined it. So, BJ Bovia expands Stonk. Imposter called me out. Yeah, imposter got it right. Ash is a big kid. Yes, I am twelve years old with my humor. Absolutely, one hundred percent. No doubt about that. <laughs> uh, Either way, good to see some good news out of here. But we got some financials to talk about, so let's go ahead and pop that up on the uh, screen. <laughs> Ash is still losing. Ash is losing it. It's what Azran said. I can't even read it, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> So Nintendo posted their financials, and uh, as is expected, they are killing it for for this year. Uh, the Nintendo Switch total sales have reached seventy nine point eight seven million, up from sixty eight point three. Uh, the Switch itself is at sixty six point three four. The Switch Lite is at, is thirteen point five three of that. Twenty one twenty twenty titles. Uh, there have quite a few million sell- sellers just from this year. Including Paper Mario, uh, the Origami King at three three million, 3D All Stars at uh, eight point three two. I wonder why Freaking, that is. Yeah, I wonder. Clubhouse Games two point six million wow. sales. That's wild. Well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition one point five million. Pikmin three best selling in the series, almost two million copies sold. Best selling they've done for that game. Of course, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity 2.84 and Mario Kart Live Home Circuit 1.08. But of course, the biggest is Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, which has hit 31.18 million in sales. Damn. Which is significant because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the one that's always been at the top ever since the beginning, is at 33.4. It is almost caught up to Mario Kart 8. That it's is insane. Gonna. That's really what, wild. What, oh, totally in total wild. or just on the Switch? In total or just on the Switch? Uh, it just on the Switch. It oh, just wow. it's eight deluxe compared to uh, that. But even then, the eight was uh, eight on Wii U did definitely better than most. I think that's another ten million, but still eight deluxe on Switch compared to New Horizons. It's it's right. insane. Uh, heck, Super Mario Party is at the, up to thirteen point eight million sales. Mario Odyssey Man. twenty. Right. Uh, Smash Ultimate, 22.85. Breath of the Wild, 21.45. Pokemon is up, I think, is one of the best selling in the entire series. I think they've uh, surpassed, either have surpassed or close to surpassing with uh, Sword and Shield with 20.35. Even Ring Fit Adventure is at 8.6 million sales. Luigi, man, Luigi's Mansion 3, 9.13 million. That's insane. These numbers are crazy how well they're doing. And and especially for Pikmin three as well. Like I like I know on its face it may seem low, but as I understand it, uh, at least from what I read, this is the biggest or the best debut for a Pikmin game yet, and it's a re-release of an older Pikmin game. So if anything, Pikmin fans should take heart that that Pikmin three Deluxe has performed as well as it has. But it also kind of shows that, why you know how Pikmin has not really done that great in the past. <laughs> right. That's also honest, true. Yeah. Honestly, it seems like and it's this is upward trajectory. This isn't me. This isn't me. This isn't me I'm slagging off or anything. I'm not, not pointing fingers. I'm not being horrible. I can see why Pikmin hasn't done so well in the past. 
I mm. think it's a very, very specific kind of game for a specific oh, kind it is. of person. Yeah. I've yeah. tried. I have put about two hours into 3 Deluxe. It's my first Pikmin game. I just don't get it. I just don't understand. I, mm. It's not my thing. And that's not me saying it's bad. It's just not my thing. I'm yeah. I'm not 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 pissing on anyone's parade. It's just <laughs> not my thing. Not not pissing on anyone's Pikmin's. It's not my thing. So. <laughs> just sure hope not. Oh man, <laughs> what a hazard. Uh, I mean, I mean, they'd probably like yeah. it. I mean, you know what? I've never, I've never thought about what kinds of things Pikmin like and don't like. Now, now uh, I really they they, they I like that yellow that. sap, so there you go. Oh, my God. Uh, this is just going downhill like, really what, fast. What if one of the hazards in Pikmin was just a drunk guy that really needed to piss, and he could just oh, drown your Pikmin? Oh, God. So on that note, I just <laughs> yeah. want to say that I'm really happy that the Origami King sold as well as it did, because that game was <laughs> awesome, and it deserved it. Uh, despite any... I think there's a chance to surpass Super Paper Mario and become the new best-selling Paper Mario game. It might, yeah. Uh, also, oh, Jeff- I, I didn't realize Super Paper was the best best-selling Paper Mario. Yeah, oh, me neither. Wow. Well, it was on the Wii, so there uh, you go. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah Thank suppose. you, Dan and um, Twistle, taking it to the end zone. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to make a pissman <laughs> joke in the chat. <laughs> I thought of it. I was not going to do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um. As uh, Jeff Grubb on Twitter points out, this is pretty wild. Super Mario Party at 13.8 million copies sold. So more than twice the sales of FF7 Remake. What a weird business. Wow. Indeed. <laughs> that that sucks. Because Super Mario Party is not a good game by any means. Do you know what's I funny? Mean... Is that when I, I... Super Paper Mario was the first Paper Mario that I properly put a lot of time into. I'd only ever, like, seen it being played or jumped in for five minutes or so on the N64. Mm-hmm. And that was the first one oh, I wait. put a substantial amount of time into. And, um, sorry, did I say Super Paper Mario? I meant Super Mario Party. Sorry. Yeah, Super Mario. I, I, oh, did I say yeah, Super, Super Mario? Mario. Party. Sorry, I'm getting confused as well. No, Super, <laughs> okay, Super, Super Mario. <laughs> Super Mario Party. Yeah. So that was yes. the first one I actually put a substantial amount of time into, and I thought at the time it was great because it was like, oh wow. But now that like uh, my girlfriend, she she grew up with the, the Nintendo. I grew up with the PlayStation. She grew up with the Nintendo 64, and she remembers Mario Party two and three. And she was like, "Oh, you need to, you need to check them out. You need, we're like, this is this is my childhood. This is what we did." And so we emulated it. And now I can totally understand why people mm. don't like Super Mario Party. I fucking understand it. it I still yeah. enjoy. Got it, closer. It, it got closer to what those old games were than nine and ten. Okay, but it's I, still I, not there. I, yeah. I've only Honestly, played two, three, four, and five. That's all I've. Oh, and Super. That's all I've played. Mm. So like, I can't say. I, I'd like, toss six in there as another good one. Oh, okay. I was going to say, just port six, add online, you're good for Mario Party for me. I, six is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. So just port that, and that's that's way better than all the all the yeah. good ones, and also the first three as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, another quick thing about the just sales. This came uh, comes from uh, Vuk, uh, sixty four Daniel uh, Vukovic. Um, on Twitter, uh, the Switch, with its 79.87 million sales so far, has now surpassed the uh, 3DS, which was at 75.94. The next game, next system in its sight from Nintendo is uh, the Game Boy Advance, which sold 81.51 million, and the Wii is still above it at 101.63 million. The best, of course, that are still selling, uh, the top two is the uh, original Game Boy and then the original DS, which is sitting at 154 million. That's the crazy thing. The Switch is still only 
a little over half the sales of what the DS sold in its lifetime, just to give perspective of how much that system sold. Which is weird because I guess I guess that was just the most casual friendly because like yeah. the DS had good games. I'm not saying it didn't, but it's not exactly the most standout thing I've ever played in my life. I think the the Game Boy Advance was better than the DS personally, anyway. So mm. I don't. I yeah, don't I think the, yeah, I think it was. I think yeah. it was brain training. It was Dr. Kawashima's fault, wasn't it? Totally. Yeah. The, the <laughs> it was DS Cooking Mama had... and Dr. Kawashima. That was the, It was there. Yeah. <laughs> and New Super Mario Brothers and the, the Animal Crossing and all that. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo <laughs> just had incredible. They were they were at like peak efficiency with the DS. Like the mm. the system was cheap. They had incredible marketing in both uh, the West and in Japan. I mean, they got Beyonce to play a DS on TV. <laughs> <laughs> could you, could you imagine? Yeah. Uh, it, it just... I I remember literally not knowing anyone in my friend group that didn't own a DS. I still know yeah. some people that don't own Switches, but all of my friends had a DS for whatever reason. I, I think it just came at the right time. But... Uh, and, and the price. If the Switch were 150 bucks, everyone would have one. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm curious 100%. what we'll see when the long-rumored, definitely real Switch Pro comes out, and they we'll inevitably have to drop the price of the existing model. Mm-hmm. Sales will, will spike again. I don't know if it'll carry it past that $150 million. I doubt it, but it'll, it'll definitely take overtake the GBA, I think, we'll in two more yeah, years. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Less than that. It'll take it over yeah. the GBA by the next quarter. True. Um, Possibly. But speaking of that upgraded Switch, uh, Nintendo commented on those and surprise, su- surprise, surprise, they said uh, they don't have any plans. To, they The company isn't planning on making an announcement anytime soon. Well, why would they? I yeah, mean, right. you know, yeah. got, this is Nintendo. Mario and Monster Hunter edition switches coming out. They're not going to announce the Pro and then say, yeah. you know, we got this Pro coming out in a few months. Don't bother buying these the, the Mario and Monster Hunter special edition switches I, I, we just Announced, and Nintendo you know. has stuff with the media in the past where there's like, oh, we're not doing this thing. A week later, thing happens. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely happening. It's just a matter of when. I, at this point now, I'm just thinking, you know, second half of 2021. But there is 100% a Switch Pro coming. It's just mm. a matter of when they announce it. Yeah, I'm happy to take that Mario one for now, though. I mean, <laughs> Nintendo, if you all want to send one, I will, I will gladly uh, cherish it forever. Or at least until you release a better one. but yeah i mean you know we have nothing to announce right now is just that we have nothing to announce at the moment that doesn't mean nothing something isn't in development they could just say no they could just say no it's not happening yeah yeah no it's it's absolutely on its way and it's just a matter of when but i would say i I, and i initially admit to thinking that we would have gotten a switch pro announcement in spring uh clearly i don't think that's happening anymore because of what they said here so i I would think maybe second half of, of this year it might be one of those things like, hey, Breath of the Wild 2 is out and also the Switch Pro. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, there you we'll go. We'll see. We'll see. But let's go ahead and move on um, to our next topic. So earlier we uh, saw that Netflix was working on a new Sonic show. And now we have more details. It is going to be called Sonic Prime. And it's coming in 2022. And there are some details about it out now. So this out of this news to me. What? Wait, what? I'm so excited. Oh, you? Oh, you missed this? Sonic Prime on when was this Netflix announced? Uh, today. Oh, today, that's why yeah. I missed it. Okay, fair enough. Okay, fair yeah. Enough. I haven't been on socials today. Okay. So here's the uh, kind of brass tacks of it all, according to uh, Netflix. 
The 24-episode animated adventure for kids, families, and longtime fans draws upon the keystones of the brand and features the blue blur of video game fame in a high-octane adventure where the fate of a new of a strange new multiverse rests in his gloved hands. Sonic's adventure is about more than a race to save the universe. It's a journey of self-discovery and redemption. The series, I'm so excited. Yes. The series will be animated at Wild Brain's Vancouver studio and Sega and Wild Brain will jointly participate across production, distribution, and licensing. Man of Action Entertainment creators of Ben 10 and the characters and the t- and team in the Academy Award winning feature Big Hero 6 have been brought on as showrunners, showrunners and executive producers for the series. I am so excited for this. I love how they said, oh, it's we've got a new animated series that touches on all the keystones of the series that we all know and love. What? A blue thing that's annoying and runs fast. That's the keystones. <laughs> that's it. But what, he has to get redemption. They, they have, they have the, uh, the Sonic logo here. And they, there's a point to it where the, the Sonic portion of the logo is all cracked and like kind of close to shattering. I'm oh so excited God. for this. Like you, th- this, they're taking this seriously, and they're getting all up their own asses about it. And I love Sonic when it takes itself too seriously. I love it, and mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, also even aside from all that, Netflix has legitimately done a great job with other video game properties, such as Castlevania. So, other, you know, there are other reasons to be legit excited about this. I think as a Sonic fan, but I love that it seems like they're going dark and existential with this, just because it's going to be. A lot of fun. Whether it's actually good or just ridiculous, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I also really like this logo, by the way. I have to say, I like the colors. I do too. Um, yeah, I really enjoy the logo. Sonic Prime sounds like Sonic will deliver Amazon packages to you in a day. <laughs> right? That would be that would be right. the best thing. What if a... his redemption arc is he just lost his job <laughs> and he needed to <laughs> he needed to make money by bringing Prime packages to people? But yeah. I have to point out Sonic Verse means we're getting multiple Sonics, right? Like, we have to be getting multiple Sonics. The multiverse? Like, yeah, classic I wonder what that and means. Cl- Classic Sonic, I, Boom Sonic, whoa, whoa, uh, who whoa. knows? I believe you mean Fat Sonic. Fat we've, Sonic. We've been over this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then would they do that because of Roger Craig Smith? That's, they do yeah, that? right? That's a shit yeah. thing to do. So, he, really so, isn't, so they really, can yeah. him and then a day later say, here's a new show without you. What? Yeah, yeah that's... Nah. That's really me. Now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that that really is a shame. I mean, I you know whoever they get to do Sonic, I'm sure will do. You know whether, whether it's Ben Schwartz or somebody new, I'm sure they'll do a great job and they deserve a fair shot at the role. But it's just yeah. Roger Craig Smith is Sonic and was for I, so long. I mean, just, people yeah. had the same reaction to Roger Craig Smith in Colors after Unleashed with uh, what is it? Uh, True, Ryan 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 Drummond. Drummond. Yeah, yeah. So there's always that shift. Again, yeah. as long as Mike Pollock is still Eggman, I think people will be fine. You lose Mike yes. Pollock as Eggman, and it's and you lose done. the plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Oh man, I, I I'm excited about this. I got to say, I mean, we're not even going to see it till next year anyway. But uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of a, a lot of potential here. And as I've said many times, Sonic oh, Jason Griffith, Griffith. I'm sorry, I mean, I was, <clears throat> oh right, I Jason up, Griffith, right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, but as I said before, even though the Sonic Boom games were average to terrible, the Sonic Boom show was great, mm. and I, I have every uh, every belief and faith that they can get this right. And again, that logo is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we'll watch it. It's on Netflix, so why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
It's not like you're taking a risk. Nope. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our final news story of the day. All right. Judgment is coming to the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and Stadia on... Uh, oh, wait. I'm sorry. I missed... <laughs> go ahead. I, 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 I switched to Stadia. I was like, what's he talking about, man? Yeah. Sorry like, about that. Judgment is coming. <laughs> the end. I missed it. I, I, was so, I was so ready to get to that one. Sorry. Google has shut down its internal Stadia game studio. So that's why the next announcement was like, as soon as I said Stadia, I was like, oh, wait a second. I missed something. Judgment came to Stadia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Judgment came to Stadia. We'll, now we'll talk about the, that whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's shutting down its internal game studios. Uh, what a shock. <laughs> They're still going to be doing more third-party games, but the focus is now on partnering with other companies, and Jade Raymond has left. Um, so... It's just uh, what a mess. Yeah. Also, what a mess. Also, the f- first thing, first comment I'm seeing on here is Phil Harrison is three for three on failures. Got to admire the dedication. The, <laughs> the <laughs> PS3, <so> the <laughs> Xbox One, and now the Stadia. Oh, oh Phil yeah. Harrison. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I feel like this is the writing has been on the wall for this since before oh, Stadia yeah. launched. It's unfortunate. I think that, well, first off, it's always unfortunate when hundreds of people are laid off. In this case, 150 yeah. people lost their jobs because Google Oof. didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And that is really yeah. sad for those folks who probably, you know, pinned their hopes on this, probably got paid a lot of money to join a sinking ship. Um, and, of course, the person at the top who directed this whole thing is still working, which is even more of a travesty. Like, Phil Harrison putting out a statement about, like, hey, I'm terrible at my job, and so I fired a 150 people and eh, it's yeah. not real that's the, just, that's really the feel good moment of the year though. something goes with something like a youtuber does something stupid and it completely tanks ads for everybody else they still get a they still get the fucking brand deals they still get yeah. all that shit well, that's, true. that's just a google step that's, that's just what they do they they do things they don't know what they're doing they do it wrong everybody loses out on everything people have to stop doing it for google but then everyone at the top still keeps getting to do it so that's just yeah. what they do i mean yeah. It's I remember back in the day they else. had that whole um, as one of their company things uh, they had in their offices is don't be evil. Apparently they took that down. Yeah. So, which is well, a little <laughs> on the nose. So the yeah. the one thing I have to say about this is that uh, it seems like they're doing what they should have done in the first place and they're shopping the Stadia technology around to other publishers, other developers. I have <laughs> always said that the best use for Stadia is to just like have it as a business system for publishers and developers to uh, remotely provide demos to people. If you're in the industry and you survived through 2020, congratulations, but also you probably played a lot of remote demos. In some cases, it was just somebody showing you a trailer, which why? In other cases, you you spent hours playing through a game in, in a web browser, essentially. And I always wondered, like, oh, man, this is probably where they're going to use Stadia. They'll probably use Stadia for stuff like this. But even people who I know are partnered with Stadia didn't use it for that purpose. And maybe it wasn't allowed. I don't know. Uh, But I've always said that the best way to do an event like E3 would be to just give people access to the demos. Let them play them at home. Like, I don't Mm. need to be in, in the L.A. Convention Center shoulder to shoulder with people you know, with a developer screaming in my ear about how great their game is because I couldn't possibly hear them any other way. 
I would greatly prefer if they just hopped on a Zoom call, told me why their game kicks ass, and let me just play it in my in in my own space where I'm comfortable. There yeah. is a danger to that, though, Steve. Um, as cool as it would be, uh, and that's uh, data mining. We've seen Can't data mine data Stadia, mined. though. How was that? You can't data mine Stadia because it's oh, not can't. happening exactly. on your it's machine. It's being, yeah, oh. it's being delivered digitally. Yeah, it's basically playing. A I was YouTube just thinking video. demos as far as going to like the PS3, uh, the PS4. Oh yeah, five, no, whatever. don't do that. That's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> shouldn't do that. Uh, but yeah, if you could, if you could uh, stream it through Stadia or or a similar technology, which some developers over the last year did embrace. Man, imagine being on your phone and just reading about, you know, I'm, I would say Breath of the Wild too, but let's be real. Nintendo will never do this. Uh, let's just <laughs> say like the next big PlayStation game and being able to just click into a demo, hook up a controller and play it for 15 minutes. Get the same experience people in L.A. are getting or at least something similar without having to go to L.A. No offense, Ash. Yeah. <laughs> also, Becker's oh, Live brings okay. up another point. What does that do to indie devs, though, who get to talk to people and have a better chance of having eyes on it? So, Oh, I'm not saying E3 shouldn't true. exist. I'm just saying oh, yeah. it shouldn't only exist for people that have the means to go to L.A. I'm saying mm-hmm. that E3 should happen in some very different way than it's happened for years. I, I personally think the show should scale back dramatically. It's gotten too mm-hmm. big and too weird for its own good, but... <laughs> Uh, all the E3 issues <laughs> aside, I I firmly believe that there should be a way for all the fans to play the same demos without having to pay the exorbitant cost to go to E3 because it is no restrictive. That making any money, so it's never going to happen. That's fair. <laughs> yep. Yeah. E3, 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 is, E3, is, E3 is a showcase. E3 is a is a is a pantomime. It's 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 an event. It's a it's a Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it, yeah. it it brings in way too much for them to do that. But I also agree that um, Google are doing now what they should have done with Stadia from the beginning, which is close it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I, I like I understand and appreciate the value of E3, especially for smaller indie, indie devs, as we were saying. But they lost any support they might have ever had of mine when they doxed us. Like, fuck that, man. I'm yeah. never going to forgive them for that. Like, I really. No, it's gonna be hard to forget going that to get one. Over that. Yeah, I, I just not. I'm not going to be okay with that ever. And uh, I know we'll, I'm. I'm sure E3. Well, I'm not sure E3 will survive. But if it does, I know we're going to have to keep going. I get that. But after that, I would be perfectly fine if E3 never came back, just because we got doxed, and that was just such I'm, bullshit. I'm going to just say that I, while I don't, I, while I agree with a lot of what you said, I still enjoy E3 as just an opportunity to see my friends I, you're from right. all over I the place, too. and I want it for that purpose to continue. Also, you know, there are things that happen at E3 that don't happen at other shows currently. The the big three platform holders don't really have nearly as much of a presence at smaller shows as they do mm-hmm. at E3. And uh, it, it has right. enabled, you know, one, some great business opportunities, the ability to interview people, the ability to play games that those folks otherwise wouldn't showcase if they didn't have that large of an audience to showcase them too but also i mean there's just some cool fanboy stuff that happens at only at e3 like uh when nintendo recreated uh the forest from breath of the wild like one-to-one scale Mm -hmm. (laughs) in terms of having like a life-size link that was actually you know they said everything was one-to-one but goblins at the exact height which are way bigger than i expected yeah more importantly though yeah more importantly, though, if we cancel E3, then that means we're never, ever, ever going to see anything like 
a Wii music drum solo ever again. Well, yeah. I mean, that it is, is true. a shame. Or a giant and enemy I... crab with a weak point for massive damage. Exactly. <laughs> or Ridge Racer. Yeah. We, you can't make that shit up. It's or... live. It goes wrong all the yeah. time, and it's so or... funny. It's so or funny. Or these weird <laughs> Sony conferences where they put on stage shows for us now, or shuffle people between... You know, stages well, is weird. Konami's entire 2010 E3 con- press conference, that straight up is one of oh the most in- entertaining things you will ever watch. And I, I can't deny the the appeal of having everyone, you know, I always go to other shows like PAX and I love traveling. But it is nice to have all my buddies come to my backyard in L.A. and come party with me in L.A. for a few days. So I do appreciate that as well. Yeah. I still haven't done E3. I'm desperate to. I, I, I would really love to. Just just once. Just once. I I'd hope. Yeah, just, just to see it. I hope that no matter what happens to E3, that they do what they have to to bring Sony back to the table. PlayStation Mm. at E3 is easily the best of the big three platform holders in terms of the things they do. I mean, there's always like outlandish Mm. like food available. When when they didn't show up, I think that was very, very clever because I I think that... Well, first of all, they didn't have anything meaningful to show off. So I I think anyway, they didn't have anything meaningful going on. So they saved God knows how much money not showing up. But by saving that money, they also became one of the biggest talking points of that E3, which was where the hell were they? And everyone yep, was yeah, talking uh-huh. about it. So they got the it same felt amount empty of attention. Not having them there. With, yeah, without them being there and without having to pay a cent for being there. So like I thought it was yeah. quite clever in in multiple ways, if it was intended or not. I thought it was quite smart. Yeah, uh, Jake Pelka Jake Pelka asks, Ash, you've met that Konami guy, right? It, it depends on who you mean, because there are a lot of Konami guys in that press conference. But if you mean the move your fat body, move your body freely guy, that's Naoki Maida, who was like the one of the big directors of DDR back in the day and, and does a lot of his, their B-Money stuff still, I think. I think. Uh, and yes, I have met him, and he was a very nice, nice person. Very nice mm-hmm. guy in person. Um, before we move on to the next story, I, I apologize if I'm crediting this for the wrong person, but I believe it was Audoodle who in the chat probably 30-plus minutes ago said, Ash, check out Sakurai's Twitter account. And I did, and yeah, here you, you get credit for the Mega Mention of the day, man, because somebody recreated a Mega Man 2 stage in the Stage Builder in Smash Ultimate, and it's really, really cool, and I'm going to post the link here in the chat so people can see what I'm talking about. Oh, it was Imposter. It was Imposter. Sorry, okay. so it wasn't Audoodle. It was Imposter. I apologize. It was uh, 100% Imposter. Uh, Audoodle was was uh, being the Imposter. Oh, the Airman stage. That's the Airman cool. stage. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So anyway, Imposter, my apologies. Uh, I was trying to scroll back furiously and find out who said it, but I couldn't find it. So Imposter, you get 100%. That's credit, really impressive. Yeah. Really neat, right? The only thing is Rush wasn't in Mega Man 2. Zero out of ten. Would never do again. <laughs> Come on. Wow. Wow. Are you are you shitting on Sakurai right now for taking a bad screenshot? <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I'm kidding. Starting a blood feud over here. <laughs> oh, God. Choose between your loves. All right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on to the topic that I tried to get us to earlier. <laughs> All right. You invited me on. Now what, we can what talk. Did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> you were never going to get to the point. <laughs> it was a lost course. Well, <laughs> We're trying our best, damn it. Uh, anyway, Judgment is coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and again, some, for some reason, Stadia, on April 23rd. But there's no yes. cross-buy and no PC version. So if you already own it on PS4, you're not going to be able to just up, upgrade it. You have to get the PS5 version. Ouch. Um, 
and vice that versa. That sucks. All right, look, that's that's bad. But look at me. Look at me, Internet. This game is great, and you need to buy it. And I don't <laughs> care if you bought it game. on PS4 yeah. and didn't play it or got a free code and didn't play it. Ash, I'm looking at you. <laughs> you need to pick up. <laughs> what one, what time? I have it. The next-gen version is 40 bucks, and it is easily yeah, one of the best games that nobody's played on the PS4. What's it is judgment? It's a spinoff of... Um, Yakuza, where you play a... Oh, I don't, uh, I don't know Yakuza either, so that was okay. just mean. Basically, no, no, you're no. a ex-lawyer detective who beats Ooh. people's faces in. Ooh, yeah. Rob oh. Arman X with so the... It's, oh, okay, uh, so, it's, so it's, um, it's Phoenix Wright cross Tech. Yo, yes. Rob Arman X, okay. I thought Rob we were homies. Judgment no. is boring. The gauntlet here, Judgment is boring. You know what, I gotta nope. say, Steve, not th- I'm not gonna say it's boring, because I've only played a couple hours of it, and I liked it. But it didn't stand out to me okay. as much as the few hours I played of various Yakuza games have. Hold up, hold up, hold up. One, <laughs> the action in Yakuza, or the action in Judgment is so much better. Because okay. your, your okay. guy actually knows martial arts. He's not just a street fighter. So you have right. several different martial arts styles you can choose from. But it also does like the over-the-top, ridiculous-ass violence that you've come to expect from fights in Yakuza. Like, you can still grab a bike and just cream some dude with it but the because you're a detective the stories are like so much more ridiculous your your Uh side quests involve finding cheating spouses what at one point you impersonate an airline pilot to get a drunk lady to go home with you i mean it is it is so damned good i don't care it's so good and uh yeah i I can't help it every time i see uh judgment i sometimes i somehow always my mind drifts to sleeping dogs I mean, which is there's there's also, a, there, there there's so, definitely I mean it's similarities there. Insofar as you're a Asian martial artist in a in a neon soaked city, then then yeah, there's well there's and, a, and and you're Asian martial artist in that game in Sleeping Dogs is and also a, cop. a cop. Yeah, that's right? that's He's my point is is the yeah. there are some similarities in terms of theme, but uh, Sleeping Dogs is infinitely more violent. A dude gets turned into so, chili. That's true. <laughs> so, Steve, I have I have a question for you then, because so if if you could tell me to only play one, if I only had time to play one, I could never play the other. Would it be Judgment or Like a Dragon? Oh man, that's not fair. <laughs> so it's it's not fair only because that's like saying <clears throat> should I play Final Fight or Chrono Trigger? They're they're both Chrono great Trigger. games, but they're wildly different. If that makes sense, yeah, sure. sure. They, they're just—it's I mean, it, an yeah. apple and oranges comparison to me. I think that so far, uh, and I'm also not through with like a dragon, so that's also kind of—I I can't make that call. But I would say that I like Ichiban more as a character, but I enjoy mm-hmm. the moment-to-moment gameplay of Judgment vastly more. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. See, your, your comparison would have been harder for me if you said Chrono Trigger or Streets of Rage. I still would have said Chrono Trigger, but I, I don't even think Final Fight is the best example of it. Right. I was, I was just trying to come up with a fighting focus game yeah. off the top of my head. But yeah, I would say no, I gotcha. two no, games at the apex no, no, of different no, no, genres. Forget Like a Dragon. Forget Judgment. The best thing you can do is go to Japan and meet the real Yakuza. Oh, oh yeah, there, there you go. go. Well. Obviously, that will give you that will give you the the most realistic. Like everyone's pushing for realism in video games, you can't get much more real than the actual Yakuza. You're, yeah. You can't You're not going to find more real realism. than a missing thumb. You can't. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You, can't re- you can't recreate that. You're not going to find realism in Yakuza. I believe um, a nightclub manager in Yakuza 0, if I've heard this correctly, I might be getting it wrong, is a chicken. So 
Wow. That's okay. I hope that's true. I'm that's, sorry yeah, to all Steve the people that have ever been killed by the Yakuza in real life. <laughs> <laughs> that must be that yeah. must be the most offensive game series of all time. I have no idea. Right? Um, I think at this point, I mean, I, I have like a dragon. I got it from my sister-in-law for uh, for the holidays, and I, I it's sitting on my table. I can't wait to play it. But I think at this point, I might as well just wait for the PS5 upgrade to come out because it's free. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to play this game, I might as well, you know, play it on PS5, optimized for PS5. But Judgment, I got to say, Steve, it's still on my list. It's just, you know, it's always that too many games, too little time thing. But I do want to play it. It seemed interesting enough. I mean, it, I have Yakuza 0 through 5. I'll eventually get Judgment in 6 and 7 as well. It's just a matter of t- time. <laughs> yes. I've been Ooh. asked on my streams, I get asked about Yakuza more than any other video game I've ever heard of in my life. So, <laughs> and they don't seem I like... I haven't even seen a trailer for one of them. I've seen plenty of out-of-context screenshots and shit, but I have absolutely zero idea about any single Yakuza game. And it's like, it's at this point, it's it's becoming, for me, it's becoming an Undertale thing. I still haven't played Undertale because too many people mm. asked me to fucking play Undertale and it just became a spite thing. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing it because you guys want me to now. You know, it's like, it, it's now so hyped up from other people to me and so many different people have asked me to check it out that it's like uh, I, d- I don't know I don't know and there's so many as, of them it's like where do you start like what do you start at the beginning so you can get the whole story or but is the beginning rough in terms of the gameplay like where the where do you even jump in it's just eh. as uh, someone who found themselves in the exact same position with Undertale play it just don't don't play it by either by yourself or just play it and go into it absolutely certain that you're not going to let people tell you how to experience it. Oh, like, yeah, it no, I'm aware. I'm aware. I don't know anything about it. I know Sands, uh-huh. and that's it. Like, it that's it's worth it. It's worth playing. Yeah. I know, I know, and that's it. That's all I know from Undertale. <laughs> that's the, all of Undertale I gotcha. know. So, uh, yes. Nice. I'm very good at um, hiding from all this shit. Like, people always get really upset when they see, like, leaks and stuff, like when Last of Us 2 story leaked and when other things... They, I, I, somehow, I'm a repellent for that shit. I stay away from it without even trying but then, uh-huh. like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on social media, I'm much more of an observer than a user anyway, so maybe it's because mm. I don't engage with enough of this stuff, but it never gets recommended to me, and I never go out of my way, I never, like, take a step out to actually look this stuff up anyway, because, I mean, geez, what, that, that's surprise, be surprised, why do people not like being right. surprised anymore? Why do people want yeah. to be spoiled for things? I don't get it. It doesn't make any uh, sense It's more that the some people get really excited and then they can't keep a secret. So yeah, right. that's when I can't find the spoilers or people are upset about a thing and there's enough like loose context clues and I'm able to figure out, Oh, well there's that spoiler. Cause that's what happened with the last of us part two, which I'm pretty right. sure I don't know exactly when it happens, but I'm sure of a thing that happens. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll see what happens. Well, when I eventually get to play that game, I'll see what, see what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, kind of related to this in the same way, uh, despite, you know, Judgment's getting the PS5 uh, port, but uh, God of War 2018 is getting a PS5 patch, and it's actually coming out tomorrow and is free to download. Oh, thank God. Very cool. (laughs) It'll sync it to 60 FPS. It'll have uh, 4K, 2160p, and... um, uh, essentially, uh, Sony Santa Monica has combined both the graph- both graphic modes currently available on the PS4, PS4 Pro version of the game. Um, it also notes that you can select the old uh, favor resolution options from the Pro version if you want. But, you know, 
Now God of War will look even prettier on uh, PS5. But it still doesn't, I'm so glad I it still doesn't fix the camera angle or the awkward fucking clunky controls and the fact that you can't <laughs> jump and the fact that you can't vault over any ledge that's like a, just above your knee or like, Kratos, <laughs> hey, you're going to lift a temple today? Nice. Can you jump over a fence? No. Like, what? <laughs> I like God of War, by the way. I like God of War 2018. I just do not think it was 10 out of 10. I think there's too many fucking problems with it. I'd much rather go back to, to 1, 2, sure. and 3. I, I just... Mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's I, like... I don't know. I don't know. I played until you got to that huge lake. Uh, and then I got, I got busy with something else and never got back to it. I want to go mm. get returned to it at some yeah. point, but... I'm glad I waited because I played maybe the first four to five hours and I enjoyed it enough. Um, I I actually agree with a lot of what you're saying, Caddy. But at the same time, I find Kratos himself to be so much more interesting and even just digestible as a character. Absolutely. Okay, I did when I when I was still doing review videos specifically on my channel just for new games, like straightforward, no jokes, no sketches, reviews. I reviewed God of War when it came out, and um. I, it was like a 25-ish minute video and I gave it a 6 out of 10 which obviously is basically a death Oof. sentence in on, on terms of YouTube <laughs> critique um, but people are missing the fact that that is still a good thing I liked it it's more than average. I didn't it, well it, yeah. I'd say average was 5 like it's yeah you're mm. right it's above average I still say it was good you know I just like and I, I that version of Kratos the best version by far the best version of Kratos the story itself was good I don't I did like there are a couple of bits which um and this is just because like growing up with kids from I mean I kids came into my life when they were 3 years old so the youngest kids I've ever lived with have been 3 years old and I've lived now through three years old to now 19 years old when our eldest moved out. So I, I kind of sin every aspect of the age, kind of like how they mm. grow up specifically. And some of the stuff Atreus does, it's not, it's not, it's not that believable to be honest. Mm. Like, but like, so, but you can't help that. Like, that's just your, your, your own personal experience is being projected on. You can't help that. But like, yeah, it's, it, it right. I don't know. It, it's, mm. it's the gameplay, which I thought, it was absolutely okay. I do not think it was anything special. <laughs> and if it was not being special one second, it was being restrictive and painful to control and awkward the next. And it just made me go, well, why Why was this not like the other ones then? When I can... You know how you turn sure. around in God of War 1? You take the analog stick and you go, eh. <laughs> and then yeah. in God of War... In, but in God of War 2018, you got to fucking wait for the... Wait for the alarm to appear on your screen to let you know there's somebody behind you then you got to do a quick turn and it's like oh my god just just you're the god of war for god's sake you know, I don't know. <laughs> for god's sake yeah yeah yes well yes uh unfortunately we are kind of out of time because steve has to get going here soon uh has dinner and family to get to yeah. But uh, with that, uh, we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. We somehow made it through despite all the uh, tangents Woo! we had. Which was I know, a, right? A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, love this episode. But Caddy, where can everybody find you at? Um, At my house. Don't come to it, though. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I you can find me mostly on YouTube and Twitch, which is Cad Icarus. It's C A D D I C A R U S. Um, think Kid Icarus, but take away the kid and put 
cad at the front, basically. You can't uh. miss me. I've got a very stupidly specific name. Um, but that's, yeah, that's where I am. I upload ma- once a month on my YouTube channel ridiculous videos. I can't really explain them. Other people that watch my stuff can explain them better than I can. And I stream, I haven't streamed re- free, like recently because I've been building a new PC, but I stream three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at Twitch. So, yeah, that's where you'll find me. Cool. Very cool. Uh, awesome. And, of course, before we sign off, we have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, whether you're uh, at a dollar or our max tier. It's it's all very much appreciated. But, of course, we have to give a special, th- extra special thanks to our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. And, in addition, a massive, massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And get ready for this massive list because there's a here lot of go. these folks. Because <laughs> Here we go. Rob, our man X. Dan Entwistle, Z Patty, Adam O'Sullivan, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kieran Phillips, Rosa Bowling. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Geller, <laughs> Shiny Turkey, Titus Malvolio, Jake Pelka, Michael Phone, Mitchell Herring, Charles Zaz, Andrew Medeiros, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Belmare, Kitty Kong Fax, Scott Barber, Evernight Studio, Rocks the Cat, Loyal Dingo, Azran127, Phantom23, Sean Garrett, Shadow the Cat, Guillaume Monet, uh, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Orem M, Top Dog23100, West Egg, Ma- uh, Master Lynx, Sean Davis, Deneth, Lucky Wonderfish, Brandon Bovia, Octopuppet, Charlie Bird, Matthew Wong, Asish Joshi, Michael McCall, Jackson Jordan, Sky Blue Flames, Young Ben Kenobi, Hyrule Hermit, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hugo J8A, Seth Walker, Dway, Macalau, Ken Hule 09, Hoobie, Marcos Conscious, Wolf X Blake, and Moon Macaron, uh, Demon Kid Zaraki, Spencer uh, Katie, Leanne Musafa, Brooke, Frequent Positron, Nick Waterman, The Legend of Groose, Vedron Vedron Hotek, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Brady Power, Douglas Chomix, Flaming Highwayman, and our new EPs, Eddie B, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, and Synchro Lord. Thank you all. I think that's 76 people right now. That Only is insane. Only three mistakes, dude. Well done. <laughs> I've done it a lot. Incredible. That, so <laughs> I think I got to start doing this little dance during the, uh, the the readout when I'm not actually reading out the names because that was a lot of fun. I, I, I was inspired by your eye motions, Caddy. That was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was awesome. playing Palm yeah. with the names. That was a lot of fun. Eyes. Yeah. Not going to show up in the... Uh, edited version but something special for patrons <laughs> i also like how all of your patron names that you have to read out for the um the special tier when i have them um most of them are sensible names but every so often i get someone that's like raging wet stiffy 77 or something so it's like, <laughs> I, and then and then and then when it comes to saying it in my youtube video i have to say i'm really sorry i can't say this because i'll get demonetized i'm really sorry yeah but yeah you have some sensible people that's great we got we got a good we got a good group here but, uh, yeah, remember that you, too, could become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. Until next time, good night, good vibes. Good night, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.